So welcome to the next episode of Cruise Talks. Uh, this episode will be mostly talking about mental health issues, just trying to cover some things. Um, uh, it's a hard topic to talk about, not easy for everyone to understand, but just to give people insight, I guess, onto some of the issues I've gone through and people that deal with it in the military. So uh, hope this helps people, hope this allows people to understand things and see and view things in a different way where most of the time, most people don't get to see that. So, welcome on into the next episode of Cruise Talks. Okay, so the thing is, is where do we begin? Where can we begin? Where do we start? Where do we talk about these issues? How do we get these issues across to people? How do we let them know what's going on? Um, it's difficult in the military because in the military, uh, mental health can sometimes be seen as a negative thing. Um, when somebody's trying to take care of themselves, even though there's a lot of people that push for it to be taken care of, uh, you have to realize that in certain instances, it's not, it's not something that's easy to talk about. And some people refuse to do it. Some people were brought up in a manner where they shouldn't do it. Uh, some places it gets looked down upon. It's like a sign of weakness, uh, uh, and that's something that I think uh, is portrayed through many facets of life and many places in life where people just think that, uh, oh, you're weak kind of mentality. Um, same thing like when you get hurt or you get sick, they don't want you to go get seen because it's like, hey, you're a tough person. You can tough it out. You can make it through without having to go get seen and stuff, uh, which is the wrong answer. Um, and it's a negative effect. And it does it doesn't do any good for the people because um People aren't being taken care of. That I think is the biggest issue with people not being. People need to be able to take care of themselves. And I think that's one thing that I think the military should push for more, uh, something that they should influence more and something that they should probably grow the funding in for or at least the budget for when it comes to um, just being able to deal with mental health. I have my issues, with the mental health programs in, in, in the military. Some are good, some are bad. Some, for some it works, for some it doesn't. Depending on where you're located, uh, mental health situations can be taken appropriately or not in the appropriate. I wouldn't say inappropriately, but not in the manner that they should be taken care of. For most places, uh, uh, an appointment can take a couple of weeks, couple of months. Um, sometimes people don't have that time. You go to certain duty stations. Certain duty stations are not mentally friendly i would say or certain units are not mentally friendly others are some hey you have the best time of your life or you have people that are supportive people that are always there for you people that want to make sure that you're okay or they're asking to see if you're okay uh that's not always the the opportunity isn't always there or that conviction of the people around you or your supervisors isn't always there to have people to look out for your mental health. It's a difficult process. Uh, I wouldn't say to try to get help, but it's a difficult process when you know you're looking for help and then it's hard to believe in the people around you to get that help. And that's like in all facets of life also. It's it's tough to want to talk to somebody if you can't believe in them or you can't trust in them, uh, especially when you're having like issues. I deal with um, anxiety and I deal with depression. Uh, it's something that it's not, it's not easy to talk about. Um, there's, there's, 
things that trigger it. There's things that don't trigger it. There's days that it's just like, you just don't want to deal with stuff or you're just down. You just want to stay moped around. Um, you're just tired. I had an evaluation, like a slight evaluation, uh, just talking to a psychiatrist for my like disability claims. And she just expressed to me like, yeah, maybe you should um just go see a therapist. Which comes to the fact that like in the military, you do have your behavioral health people, uh, which they they are licensed, at least most of them should be or are. Uh, then they want you to go talk to the MFLAC, which is the military uh, families like liaison counselor. Um, and then you also have uh, like the chaplains, which are religious assistants, I guess. And then you have the chaplain assistants. Uh, that also help and they can be a spiritual guide, I guess you could say when it comes to it. But I think the issue ongoing is, is that we don't have enough medical professionals to actually diagnose and talk to people in the military. Um, most of the time they push for the chaplains. Sorry, um, they're not professionals. They didn't go to school for this. They didn't. They're not prepared to do that. I was like, yes, in a spiritual manner, if somebody needs spiritual guidance and stuff like that, that's one thing. But I've been around some chaplains that some of these chaplains are amazing when it is that you need a shoulder to lean on or a shoulder to speak to and stuff like that. And then there's some that are just straight garbage. But it's it's difficult to find that because if that's what you're being pushed towards to talk to or the people you want to talk to. It's difficult because you, you don't want to do that. You, you you don't want to go to somebody that you don't have full faith in. Sometimes in the military, you you have conversations and it's just like with random people. And you can just brighten up their day. Uh, that's one thing I've noticed when it comes to depression uh, in the military. You can, you can tell, you can tell when somebody's not in the right state of mind. You can tell when somebody's having issues or, or they're having like one of those days and, and, Sometimes a lot of people have a lot of those days and it's, it's, it's noticeable within the military. Cause like, you notice people, they're very, I guess you could say happy go lucky. They're always in a good mood. They're always, you know, moving forward and stuff like that. They're always motivated. And then there's those days they just show up and you can just tell like they're off They're They're quiet. They're not saying much. And it's, and it's, and it's all new, not only as a leader, but just as a person to just be able to go to up to somebody and be like, Hey, are you okay? Are you doing okay? Is there is there something going on? Is there something wrong? The amount of times I've done that, I'm thankful for. I'm I'm thankful for being able to be brought up in an upbringing that was basically like take care of those around you, which has I think served me well for the years that I've been in the military. You you have people that confide in you. Sometimes it is it is hard to do that because you have a lot of it's like you have a lot of weight that goes on your shoulders when you're trying to help heal somebody or just help talk to somebody because the last thing you want to be around is suicide uh, or, or or know that you could have said something or know you could have been around something or just done something that could have changed that outcome and that person could still be around today. Depression is a big thing in the military because uh, people don't understand it and people don't really talk about it as much as they should. It's... Depression is something that most of the time you don't really hear of, even even outside in the civilian sector, military, you don't you don't hear about it much because people people are scared to talk about it. People 
sometimes feel ashamed to talk about it. And the thing is, is you have to talk about it because it, it's something that takes away human life. It takes away a person's life because they commit suicide off of depression. They feel like they have no way out. They feel like they don't have anything to look forward to. And I, sometimes in the military, I can see how that gets exponentially worse sometimes just being in certain situations. Cause like I said, the, the army isn't all it's cracked out to be at times. Um, I, I'll say that sometimes like, Hey, I've had the best times met some amazing people. And then there was just times that it was just like your mental health does go into a bad state just cause of the location you're in or the unit you're in, the people you work for, uh, or you're working around. And it's like, uh, that doesn't get spoken enough much. Uh, but I think that's a big factor when it comes to what's going on with like today, retention rates are low. People aren't reenlisting as much. They're needing more recruits, but it's, it's, a it's an environmental thing or a mental environment thing for us, for some people where it's just like, you're just not happy. One of the reasons for me is I've been away from my family. Um, there's plenty of people that are away from their family. There's people that have been gone for multiple deployments, like back to back, they're away from family. And that puts a big strain, not only on the service member, but also on the family. Cause you got to think about it. Um, if you're in the civilian sector, you, you may be depressed, but there's nothing stopping you from going home. You don't have to clear it with somebody to go home. If you, if you need to go home and you, you know, you want to go see your kids or you want to go see your mom or your dad, your grandparents, or whoever, you know, that could cheer you up and stuff like that. There's nothing really stopping you from going to do that with us. It's, it's not the same thing. Cause you would have to put in like, it's a leave form. Uh, basically it's like a packet for you to go or take your vacation days basically. And it's not an automatic thing. Um, civilian sector. Yeah. You might get fired if you don't show up, but you can tell them like, Hey, I'm not coming in today. Um, we don't, we don't have that option, but it depends on the leaders you have sometimes. Cause some leaders, they was like, look, man, I, I could tell you having a rough day. Take the rest of the day off. We'll chat tomorrow or something like that. And you have people that are like that in the military. And then you have people that be like, well, you got to suck it up, suck it up, go drink water, suck it up. And that, that paints a bad picture and it, and it influences other people to think that's the right way of going about it when it really isn't. Um, most people should learn that, Hey, you need to take care of those around you. Take care of yourself first. Uh, and that's one thing that I've noticed within the military is like a lot of people don't take care of themselves. It's like, you're kind of like brainwashed to make sure to take care of the mission, take care of everything else that's going on besides yourself. And I think, um, with depression and anxiety, it's something that should be taken care of or spoken more of, like, you don't really have. You have briefings on EO sharp, which are fucked up programs that don't fucking do shit, but that'll be another episode. We'll get to that. They work and they don't work, but most of the time it's, it's negative stuff that doesn't, it doesn't help. It's just band-aids. You just band-aiding stuff up um, with like mental health issues. You have soldiers, you have soldiers around here that are depressed uh, where I'm at that you could just tell they're depressed and you just, those are the people that you always go up to is like, Hey man, how you doing? What's up? This, this and that, you just say, what's up? Cause some people work in environments where 
it's just work, 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 work. Don't they don't get no recognition, don't get any um they don't have any push or any drive to become better and they can just tell that the people don't care. The people that they work for don't care for them. They just care that the work gets done. And that's a it's a it's a hard environment to grow up into um especially cuz it's 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 the military. And the thing is is for me I was lucky enough when I joined I was I was older. I joined at 27 years old. So I kind of went through life I still dealt with like anxiety and depression, but it wasn't as as bad because certain situations didn't put you into that mode. Some of them did, but you didn't. I guess you didn't go through it as much because I, I would say my depression kicked in ten times more. I think once I became uh, was in the military, and my anxiety definitely skyrocketed once in the military. You probably I probably dealt with it beforehand. Don't think that was an issue though, or don't think that was something that was noticeable, something that I, I actually went through till I joined the military. My anxiety, just just being around places, um, just off of the deployment. Like I said, I know people be like, oh, it's Kuwait. It wasn't nothing crazy, but I was on QRF, which is the quick reaction force. Uh, so basically anything that goes on around, you do your patrols, you you get a call if there's any vehicles sitting around or anything like that. And you hear the you hear the horror stories of all the other places like you work with some people that have been um, in convoys that got blown up because of a IED, which is an improvised explosive device. Uh, and you hear that. And that's something that still no matter even if you're not in a certain situation, you're still putting yourself in full gear, making sure you have loaded weapons, have the ammunition, stuff like that, that it does take uh, a take a toll on just not knowing what's going to happen. So you're anxious as to like when you're looking at people, looking around places. I can't go to a bar or a club and, and I go out with my friends and stuff. Um, and it's always like, all right, what is this person wearing? Like, what is this person? Like, why does this person have a coat on? It's hot out. Like stuff like that, like stuff that makes people stick out and thing. It just doesn't let me. Um, At times I can't enjoy myself because it's just like I'm so vigilant, even though shouldn't be but at the same time there's there's stuff that happens in the states that is just like you have to be vigilant because you don't know like these shootings are getting outrageous nowadays and you, you you just don't know so you you keep a vigilant eye and just keep on like hey this person just looks out of place or they they giving off weird vibes and and, and that my anxiety always kicks up because of that uh going into places large places you're just always looking like Where's the closest exit or where's the easiest way to get out of here? Stuff like that. And it's just like most people don't most people don't go through that. Most people don't have to endure that. And that's only from my thing. I I, I wasn't in a very, I would say, combat combat zone where I have other people I've worked with that have been and they go to uh, behavioral health, which is our mental uh, facility kind of program. And they've been going for years because of stuff that happened. Uh, people they might have lost while serving and it goes to like PTSD also um where people deal with that it's difficult to it's difficult to to explain that cuz there's so many variations of it there's so many different things that depression it, it does to people um you 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 try to speak on it as best you can but it doesn't always 
doesn't always suffice because not everybody understands it and some people don't even know that they have it uh which i think is the is the is a big issue also because um you have to know like first step is knowing that you have admitting that you have the problem right uh but the thing is is with people being depressed some people just don't know that some people just take it as you know what i'm not motivated today or I just want to stay in bed today. Uh, I just want to stay indoors today. I was like, uh, my friends, hey, man, let's go out. Let's hang out. I was like, you know what? Nah, man, I'm, I'm going to just stay indoors kind of thing. Um, and you don't realize that till it's farther down the line, I guess you could say. Because you don't, you, don't, you don't realize that you're depressed. Like, you, you know you're in a funk, but... Some people just be like, you know, it's just a bad day. And then sometimes you get over it. And then sometimes it's like you're in a funk for a couple of weeks at a time or a couple of days at a time and or, or even months at a time. Um, COVID didn't help the situation, especially out here in the military. For certain places, we, we couldn't even leave our own base. So, uh, and that was while in Germany. Um, and it, it takes a toll on you mentally because it's like you're stuck in a room you stuck in four walls like they don't want you hanging out stuff like that uh but that it amplifies it because you being outside helps being outside helps going around nature helps being around people helps and then when that gets minimized and you're dealing with stuff it makes it more difficult to i guess move forward or just uh be able to understand yourself as to yes this is what i want to do this is what i have to do um it's hard because it, it messes with your memory also like being so anxious sometimes the depression is like you forget things that you know you're supposed to do or had to do and you just you just forget it like um it's a it's a difficult like i said it's, it's a difficult topic to talk about um and i hope to have multiple people on the show that will just basically speak on it and just give their version of how they dealt with it what they went through um and things that they used to get out of it um because i did go to behavioral health um but i felt that it wasn't i would say it wasn't a way of it wasn't helping me it was more like yes i was speaking on the things but i wasn't being shown or told like what it is that was causing it or like what could have been triggering it or what are things I could do to fix it. It was more like you would just go in there and just talk. And it was just like, talk about this, talk about that. Um, and I didn't feel it helped. So I, I stopped, I stopped going. I've learned, um, through myself, I learned a lot, uh, just to be able to listen to my own body and listen to my own mind and be able to notice when those things in my mind are telling me like hey this is going on or that's going on it's like hey change your thought process stuff like that um but within the military uh like i was saying you have that those programs to use but i have issues with that that i do have issues uh the biggest one i have is the chaplains that that to me um not because I'm not religious, because I am a I am an atheist, so I just wanted to put that out there. Um, uh, but you know, chaplains have their own uh main, I guess, uh, religion that they cover. Uh, but they are open and 
they show help and spiritual guidance to all uh, religions, no matter what the religion is of the person. Uh, but I don't think that they are medical professionals. And I think that's a big thing that the army tries to push for people to talk to the chaplains and stuff like that. And I think there should be more medical professionals, more psychologists that are there that can actually help explain, help teach people, help help people have preventative measures and like helpful measures that'll just get them through or just make them, you know, get out of that rut that they're in uh, where I don't think uh, chaplains are licensed professionals for that. Not to say that they don't do a good job because some of them do. Uh, but when it comes to depression, anxiety, th those are those are medical issues. That That's not something that faith just magically fixes. Maybe for some it does, but for people to realize that that's what's happening, um, you need to know what the problem are, what, what they are, what it is that's causing it. Why are you thinking this way? Uh, what's causing you to think this way? What's possible? Um, the reason that it's happening. So when it comes to that, uh, I don't think the chaplains are, are well equipped uh, entirely for that. And I think the army should invest more money into medical professionals or even medical professionals because sometimes our free health care as everybody sees it isn't the best care in the damn world uh it's free our families it's it's they get the better end of it we don't um but with mental issues it, it could be a negative stigma in the military because uh let's say i were to go get um if i were to get put as like chronic depression um while in the military that affects my career so that would limit the ability I have to do certain jobs. Like if I have that, I wouldn't be able to go to a firing range because of the fact is that since I'm depressed and they don't, I'm, how would I say? I would say I'm not hmm, like mentally cleared for that. So not not being cleared for it, I guess, is a thing that it, it limits you. Because then the thing is, is it, it looks, it's kind of like it looks bad on you. Because then it's like, we can't put this person to lead soldiers. Because the thing is, is this person isn't in the right state of mind. So then it's like it paints a bad picture on someone that could be one of the most effective leaders you have, but they may be going through depression. Uh, but you you don't see that and you don't incorporate that into like hey maybe this person is just having a rough time but you can get put on a profile which is like a medical profile which is like a document stating like these are your limitations this is what you can and can't do and stuff like that that's for any injuries that's what you have because otherwise the army sees it as you don't have anything wrong with you unless you have one of those documents so that's a that's a big issue when it comes to that so it's It's very, it's a very bad thing to just be able to tell somebody like, hey, you can't do your job because you're not mentally there, which it is understandable. But the thing is, is like, that's one thing, like whenever you go to any appointment and stuff like that, they ask you like, hey, have you been feeling down? Have you uh, 
lost interest and stuff and stuff like that um and you can say yeah to those questions but the thing is is they don't schedule you they don't schedule your goal they tell you you need to go and get it scheduled um and a lot of places um it, it gets looked down upon certain places get looked down upon um depending on the unit you in they might say oh you're weak you're a weak person for going to behavioral health what you're going to behavioral health for you stop being a little bitch not to be the best words it could be a lot more flagrant than that but um that that would just be like the minimum saying or just like like that on on the topic of itself um just them talking about it like it's 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 hard to 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 be able to open up it's not easy to open up especially when you have leadership that doesn't really give a fuck um not caring and not wanting you to get better they're just wanting the they just want the bottom line to be done that takes effect on everybody and everything that goes on um with anxiety just just the people that have anxiety in the military is rampant the people that deal with depression is rampant and it's just because people don't have breaks you don't give them a mental break uh some people are working every day yeah they have their time off but it's like when the depression hits is like you don't you don't want to do anything um i know that that affected me and my family life uh when i was in hawaii uh i would just be so worn out i would just be so tired that on saturdays it was just like hey let's go to the beach and i just be like you know what i just want to stay inside i, I don't want to go to the beach and i was like and the beach is one of the most beautiful things to me and and it's actually one of the most soothing things to me and i just didn't want to go uh family would want to go on a hike or somewhere and i would just i just wasn't in the mood for it because i was just like so mentally drained um that i didn't have that joy to do stuff like play video games because it was like an escape and even then as an escape it, it, it didn't help with the didn't help with the depression it didn't help with the anxiety because it's just like certain places that you're in don't allow you to prosper because of the people you are because you're in sometimes you're in toxic environments like there was no issue when i was in a good environment because it's like yeah you're in a good mood you know the people are looking out for you if like it's like i said it's noticeable when you're having a bad day uh because you can walk up to people and you can see people and you just look at them and just like you you good bro like yeah hey hey girl you good you doing all right you're doing okay hey if you need anything let me know and that's and that's all you got to do because sometimes that alone changes a perspective like uh one story i have is um i went to training i went off to training and i had my soldier um he had been going through some stuff with his um believe i don't know if they still married or not but they they were going through some issues and it was just um i would always check up on them hey man how's how's this how's how's it going how's it going with the baby how's the situation between y'all two this this and that and he would tell me he was having a rough time it was like you know i'm trying to i was like hey man keep your head up if you need me i'm always there for you, you can call me at whatever time if you want to schedule like if you want to go to behavioral health and talk to somebody about these issues you could do that also um you always refer them to the chaplain and stuff because like i said some people don't want to talk to a medical professional some people want to talk to a spiritual advisor and that's all you have it but i i would i suggested he go to behavioral health um 
So I went off to training and then it was like maybe like three days in when I'm off in the training, I get a phone call basically like that the soldier tried to commit suicide. And it angered me, not because he was trying to commit suicide, but it was because of the people around me and around him weren't checking up on him. Um, they knew he was going through issues. Uh, they, they knew he was going through stuff, but they chose not to make. How would I put it? They they chose not to do anything about it. They didn't check up on the kid. They, they, they didn't see what was going on. They didn't see if there was something wrong or if he needed assistance with it. And that, that really aggravated me because the thing is, is this kid almost took his life. Um, and it would have basically like fallen on, on me because of the fact that I wasn't there. And, and that would have been a heavy thing on, on me. And I would, I don't know how I would have been able to operate going forward. Um, knowing that you could have helped this soldier, which I didn't, yeah, yeah, I just stood by the side. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't say anything. I didn't check up on him. Um, yeah, I ain't going to see, um, I literally left like middle of the night when I found out and I told the people that was doing the training, I was like, Hey, this happened with my soldier. I need to go. And it was, Hey man, just go take care of what you got to do. If you got need more time, a couple of days, let us know. Um, and it was cool with it. Um, but it doesn't always happen like that. Sometimes people just don't give a shit. That's the, that's the problem. Sometimes people just don't give a shit of what's going on, what you're doing. Um, and it's, and it's difficult to do that sometimes. Cause it's like, that's such a job as a non-commissioned officer is, is to lead, motivate and train. I was like, but you got to lead them to be good. You got to make sure that you're motivating them, but in a positive way, in a manner that enhances the person, but keeps them mentally stable. Because the thing is, is sometimes, hey, you, sometimes you, you get drained. You, you're just drained at work. You're drained of dealing with stupidity. Like when you got to do some dumb shit, it's like, why the fuck am I doing this? Why the fuck are we doing this? Why do we continue to do this? Um, and stuff like that takes a, it takes an influence on you because some, some people is different reasons for why they, they depressed. Um, some people don't see their families in a long time. Some people, they go, go to basic training. That's two months, depending on the schooling they have, it could be a couple of months. Um, then they go to their first duty station, then they get deployed or they go somewhere. Or they're always in the field doing training exercises. And it's like, um, they haven't seen their family. Some people go a long time without seeing their family. And then it's tough on a lot of service members because it's like when they go home, people don't try to see them. People people always be like, oh, when you going to come see me? I was like, um, I, I'm lucky I've had great friends. My, my friends have always been like, hey, man, what you doing? When can I link up with you and stuff like that? I've always had great friends. I've been I've been blessed with that. I've been lucky with that. But some people don't have that. Um, and I think that's one thing that people need to understand in the, in the civilian world or just families of the military. If you if you have a service member, go see him. Go see him. Take that fifteen minute to twenty minute drive or bus ride or train ride. Go see him. Don't don't try to make these people go see you because the thing is is. It's limited the time that we do get. 
So most of the time it's like, yeah, you want to see your parents, you want to see your kids, you want to see like that. So it's difficult for them to try to schedule to go see you or find you. Because the thing is, is like throughout that time, it's like they're just trying to unwind. When they go on vacation, it's to unwind. Some people don't even go back home sometimes. Some people go and travel and stuff like that. Some people don't. Some people just... Some people will take their vacation time and literally stay in their room just because they wanted a break. Just because they didn't want to go to work or they weren't going to be at work. They didn't have to worry about phone calls. They didn't worry about bothering somebody coming into their room and check if their room is clean enough or 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 just like craziness like different different stuff it's just like it, it affects it but go go see those people when they come back get, throw them a party or something show them that you care show them that you want to see them don't make it that they have to do that part because that that i think is a big issue with it like uh going home and and your family or your friends are like hey when you gonna come see me I'm like bro i'm tired I ain't, I ain't trying to make a plan to go see you i was like yeah come see me um and not in a negative way either, but it, it's just something like, hey, it, it does make that person feel better. I can assure you 10 times fold when you make that plan to go see them and they don't have to worry about planning because most of the time they just happy that they got to go home. Plain and simple. They just happy that they got to go home because some in some cases like, hey, their leave might be denied. Oh, we got to go to the field. So we need you to take your leave after the fact or, hey, I got to miss uh, my kids first steps. I got to miss my daughter's birthdays. Uh, I've gotten to miss um, first day of school. Um, you miss you miss so many things that it's 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 tough to not want to. It's not that you don't want to, but it's like you want to meet up with your friends, but you don't want to take the time to plan it out because you're spending the time with the people that your 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 closest family when you when you go. So, uh, that's all I say uh, when it comes to. Um, when it comes to visiting family members or service members, make make sure take the time to go see them, or give them an idea of like, hey man, when can I stop by, or something like that. And trust me, they they're they're gonna have time because most of the time it's like if you go home, you just want to relax. Most of the time, I'm telling you, these people don't, you don't, don't do shit, you don't do shit. You might go drink a couple days, but most of the time they just at home relaxing because home is safe. Home is easy going home is a place that you know you can relax you don't have to worry about dumb shit happening or people around you being idiots or supervisors not doing their fucking jobs or people just not caring for you uh but then some places you go to it's it's the complete opposite sometimes people do care for you and your mental health state and you can you can just tell um by the environment of certain units or certain companies it's just like you go and you can tell the atmosphere you you can see the atmosphere in soldiers. It's like certain soldiers you just walk by and you just, I just I'm very outspoken at times. So I just hey man, you good? And and they'll look at you like, who the hell is this guy? Like why is he asking? I was like, hey man, just checking up, just trying to see if you good or not. And they'll just be like, yeah, appreciate appreciate it, thanks. Um, and that's it, simple like that. Because you can see some kids is just like they're not used to it. Some people are not used to life. Some people haven't dealt with life. Some people are just young kids that just got into the military and this is life for them. This is what they think life is supposed to be. And it's hard to get that out of people's minds when 
life is 10 times better than this sometimes. Sometimes this is the best part of life. Sometimes it's not. Uh, but the mental health issues that come with it, it it's, it's a good and a bad. You, you have your ups, you have your downs. Sometimes your downs go for longer than your ups. Uh, but you try to live to the best of your extent. You try to enjoy the best you can. Um, you try to do the best you can. And that's the, that's the one thing that is difficult when it comes to like mental health issues is being able to talk about it, being able to express yourself without worrying or like, Hey, look, I'm, I'm recording this. Um, people going to be like, Oh yeah, you said this. You said, yeah, I said it. I got no issue with it. I, I, I've dealt with depression. I've dealt with anxiety. I'm still dealing with those issues. It's not something that's just going to magically up and go, but it's something that has to be spoken about so that people have the ability and the strength to talk about it. People need to be able to talk about these issues so that they can get them out there, get, get that help you need, be able to make it so that people understand that it is okay to voice your opinion. It is okay to talk about your mental health. It's not a negative thing. You're not weak. You're actually stronger than most for actually having the, the fortitude to talk about these issues when a lot of people don't talk about these issues. A lot of people are scared. Give that person that voice to speak. Help that person become strong enough to speak about it so that they can get the help they need. Because there's too many people that are lost, too many people that are taken away from, from, from life because they're not being able to express themselves, not being able to talk to somebody, not being able to be understood by somebody. Um, and I think that is the biggest thing. Um, and that's the biggest thing going forward. Just make it that people can talk about the issues. Don't try to do this whole cancel culture bullshit. It's that's uh, somebody's offended by it. Like, I don't give a shit if you're offended by it or not. I was like, at the end of the day, these are my feelings. These are the, there's a, the, depression I deal with and anxiety I deal with. And that's what everybody should feel that way, that they should have the strength to talk about something without being scared of it. Like, yes, some things can be offensive, some things are not, but it's just like, are you being malicious towards it? No, I'm talking about depression here. I'm talking about trying to make sure I can save a person's life or I can get a person out of a rut if possible. Um, and some people have an issue with that. And hey, by all means, that's your fucking problem. Sorry. I'm trying to help people here. Uh, and I think the the podcast and and the, the videos and, and just talking about stuff in general that most people are scared or hesitant to talk about, it, it's, it's what we need to do to make people better. Um, I really hope this message or this episode gets out to a lot of military service members uh, just to be able to get an understanding that, hey, you're not alone. You're not alone. You never will be alone. There's always somebody here to listen. Uh, I'm always here to listen. No matter where I am, I'm always here to listen. If somebody has an issue, they need somebody to talk to. I'm always here to listen because the thing is, is just having an outside entity that maybe doesn't know the situation and just listens. It's very beneficial because sometimes people just don't talk because it's like, hey, this person might judge me for what I'm about to tell them. They can be your best friend. It'd be somebody you're close to. You may be hesitant to tell them because you don't think that they're going to answer you or give you the response that maybe you should hear. Sometimes they give you the response you should hear or you shouldn't hear. But 
most people are too afraid to actually get to a response or actually ask about a response that they don't even know that there's a response there for them. Uh, but hopefully this helps with people uh, to bring light to depression, anxiety, because uh, we, we have our uh, 22 veterans that commit suicide. And that alone, that statistic alone needs to be brought down. Uh, that needs to be fixed. Uh, and the thing is, is, I think we can do a better job is if we start fixing it internally within the military so that when they're externally or outside of the military, they already have the weapons and the tools that they need and not weapons as in like actual weapons, but like weapons in a manner of like attributes and skills that allow them to be able to deal with these issues so that we don't have all these service members committing suicide because they didn't know what they had to do or that they could do. Um, and there's resources, uh, suicide hotline. I have a discord on on the discord platform uh basically with there i have basically all the phone numbers and of multiple countries are just their suicide hotline in case you need to talk to somebody or in case you need to call somebody but the first thing is is always make sure you talk to somebody say something if you know you're not feeling like yourself say something to somebody uh whether a joke comes out of it or you cry out of it or whatever it is, you get pissed off about it whatever it is just make sure you having it there and you voicing it so at least that gives someone the opportunity to know something is going on um and that that's that's the best thing just just make sure somebody is aware and i think somebody being aware will allow you to get better and will allow someone else to help you um but that'll conclude the podcast for uh this episode uh basically just uh, a shout out to our to the behavior health, to the chaplains, to the NFLAC, to to all those programs that do help out. Um, and they do try to make service members better and they try to get them through those tough times. Uh, also, would like to thank uh, all my friends and family that have been there for me through these tough times that I've had, those rough sessions uh, to my wife. I love you. Thank you um, for sticking with me and helping me get through these days sometimes. Uh, for those close friends of mine that I consider brothers, thank you for being a shining light when things were dark. But I just want to end it and just make sure, like, hey, don't don't hesitate to talk to somebody. Don't hesitate to speak for yourself. Don't don't hesitate to voice what's going on with you. Most important thing is you yourself and taking care of yourself. Don't let something else affect that. Don't let something else um take that away from you uh so we'll end on that note and then from there um we'll go we'll have more episodes on this and we'll probably have guests just talking about their issues with it so that that way it voices out but stay tuned for the next episode uh and we'll be coming to you live at our next available moment appreciate you